Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. Today, we're talking with pro skills trainer, Tony Massatoro. For those who don't know Tony, he got his bachelor degree in psychology and master's in sports and exercise science from UCF, uh, where he was a student manager for the men's basketball team, turned grad assistant, made some stops at UConn, where he was on the coaching staff. He did some scouting. And he was at PGC for a bit. He's been all over the place with the, with his coaching experience. Uh, and then he's spent the past several years working with Jordan Lawley in Southern Cal and then developing his own basketball training company. So welcome, Tony. I'm excited, man. I appreciate you having me on as always. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into this stuff. We got we, we to gotta tell some of the uh, aspiring pros here what it's really like. Um, give them some life lessons outside of just some X's and O's stuff. So... I want you to start by, for, for some of the listeners that are a little bit less familiar with your story, talk about your time at UCF, uh, tell your story a little bit about how Hoops has opened up doors for you, and then maybe at UConn a bit, and then just kind of up to where you are today. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, so, man, Hoops is, is an amazing thing. I mean, as you know, basketball, that little, that 29 and a half inch basketball, that men's size basketball can take you to a lot of awesome places and meet a lot of awesome people. So, just one of those things kind of like any industry you just I mean I believe you just work hard and treat people right show up every day and things are going to take care of itself um you know this industry more than most is about who you know or even who knows you and so if you just work and you have a good reputation and word of mouth like things are going to take care of themselves um as you know I'm from you know tri-state area born and raised in Connecticut just next door neighbors with you and I would just work in local I just started off coaching like parks and rec leagues working local summer camps and one thing led to another and you know I crossed paths with coach Kevin McGinnis and he was uh, an, an assistant director at University of Rhode Island at the time and he had connected me with coach Howie Dickman at Central Connecticut State and he's an OG who's been around the division one coaching game for 30 plus years and you know just working hard and doing things that my dad taught me and he was just like hey this could be a business for you you know I can put some phone calls out for you there's a lot of opportunity for you to grow and it's one of those things you know growing up you never even think of coaching at a collegiate or professional level, but one thing leads to another, man. And uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, I was going to school at UCF and he kind of gave me the advice to, to make myself known within that program. And I just walked in day one, made a good impression, dress up suit, had uh, my resume in hand and showed up and I'm like, Hey, I'm ready to grab rebounds and throw some dime passes. So let me know what you need. And my, my passing right off the, off the bat wasn't the greatest. And, you know, and Coach Finney could tell you that over at UCF. I got I got cussed out a few times, but hey, you know I had to learn the way, and uh, and and the rest was history. And yeah, UCF was the like kind of the birthplace to me to see high level basketball. I'd never been exposed to it up close and personal uh, like that. It was just really great for me. And you know, as you said, I did two years as a manager, two years as a grad assistant, and those four years really were transformative for me. And and learning the industry and learning how things work at that that level, how players are the day in and day out, the film breakdown, the recruiting, this, the, it's just everything, man. I was able to see 
and be a part of everything. And that really gave me a, you know, a, a big picture for basketball and where I was going to take me. Mm. Showed up and you're ready to learn. Love that. Oh. Love that, man. So, so let's fast forward a bit now to, to Southern Cal. And obviously it's, it's been fun. It's been fun for me from the outside watching, uh, you know, you guys grow that thing, uh, you know, to, to a place in California that anyone out, not just California from around the world that everyone wants to be at right yeah. to, to, to develop, to, to learn and watch the NBA guys that come through to, to, you know, work on their skills. So talk a little bit about what you guys do there at your facility in Southern Cal and the kind of how you structure your workouts in order for players to become the best version of themselves. No, I love it. So, yeah, I really think what makes us stand out, uh, you know, Jordan Lolly basketball as a brand is the way that we, I mean, like you said, we're globally known and especially states statewide. And so what really makes us stand out is like how we just treat people and the energy that we bring. And it's really unique. We've kind of created like this, family dynamic and when you you walk into our gym like that presence is felt and that energy is known and there's just not a bad person that comes through there and and like anything it's word of mouth man and we just treat people right we work hard we have a good time while we do it you know we spend a lot of hours on court but again we enjoy what we do and so I think that has helped us grow tremendously to be honest it's just like the way that from top down from Jordan to myself Max the rest of our staff how we treat people yeah, you know, it just people want to come back and people talk and agents talk and GMs talk and they're just like, hey, this is a good place. We know that there's going to be results, but we know our players are going to be around good people because obviously, as we know, it's more than just basketball. But yeah, man, from a basketball specific standpoint, I think uh, we're just very detail oriented. We're very game like. We keep it very consistent with what translates over to what you're going to be doing. You know, we're not, you know, we're not doing like drills that you're not going to be seeing or things we're not going to be throwing things at you that are just not going to be happening within a basketball game so we're really big into implementing where the game is going and trying to stay ahead of that curve but really just getting you decision making reads you know making sure you can do this the correct skills you know shooting finishing dribbling those kinds of things but beyond that and being able to break down a game you know get to different tiers of scoring and and there's different things you know every player is unique we don't believe in template style training with where we're at so we have somebody come in and if you're an eight-year-old and kid and your name's Will Timmy or you're an NBA player who comes to us, we put you through the same process of evaluation and then we kind of take a step back as a team and we're like, hey, they need X, Y, Z. Or from a film component, I do a lot of film breakdown. Mm. We kind of go into a workout when we're having a new NBA client or a college kid coming. We can be like, hey, you know, they're very, these are their strengths. Here's their weaknesses. Here's their opportunity for growth. We know that going in. And so that kind of just shows that preparedness. So it just varies on the level of athlete, but we definitely have a, we definitely don't have a structure of, Hey, this is a template. We're going to be doing X, Y, Z with all these players, which works for some people. We just don't believe in that. We think every individual case is unique. Every team has a different need. Every player has a different need. So we just try and take everything into consideration and do what's best for the athlete that we have at hand. That's that's big time, man. So a question I have for you from the coaching style is, again, you obviously have, you know, you have the, the best of the world that come through there and you have players that have come through there and gone on to be make a lot of money being pros. Uh, and then obviously some some that just continue to get better at whatever stage you're at. So how do you as a coach kind of deal with or or preach expectations or, yeah. or the lack thereof? Because, I mean, from my side, from the agent side, and we've talked about this in depth before, but there's a lot of instant gratification that, that, you know, that players want now, which I get, 
Um, but it's, it's, I've seen it derail careers more than you can ever imagine. Right. So how do you, how do you deal with that with your players? Yeah, that's, I think it's a great question. I think that if you're listening to this, you should go out and find, seek a mentor or a player or somebody who's been where you want to be, because honestly, I truly believe the biggest thing is learning from, from those who have done. And so for us in our gym, we're lucky. We have a lot of OG guys, you know, we have a Josh Childress who's in has been around our gym for a while. And for those who don't know, he's 12 plus NBA year vet. You know, we have a Jerome Randall. We have a lot of guys who have played at all these different levels who have want to give back. And if you, if you're around anybody who's had any kind of success in the world in any venture that you will find people who, who want to give back, they just don't know where to do it. Or they're just, they have all this gold. They're willing to literally hand you for free but you have to at least invest a little bit of your time, a little bit of your efforts to go reach out to them and those kinds of things. So I would say go find people and pick their brains because it's unbelievable the amount of advice that those guys will give you and they'll, the expectations that they'll let you know, like, hey, that ain't it or that's not enough. Here's what every day looks like. And if you get around those kind of greats and you see the day in and day out, it's like we have kids come out we have 30 day transformations from all over the world and we'll have kids come out and they'll see these pros up close and personal. And they're like, Oh, like this is what it takes. Like, Oh, that's how hard they go in their workouts. Oh, Oh, so they're eating that. And Oh, they get this amount of sleep and they don't, they see like, you know, they see a finished product and they think, Oh, if I just get on court for two, three, four hours, like beat my body down. Like it's no, it's a process. It's, it's school ass. It's, it's your school. It's, it's how you, it's how you deal with your meetings and how you interact with different people. It's how you carry yourself, how you dress, what you eat. It meant all these things align with, yeah, sure. You can be a great basketball player, but you got to realize as an athlete, there's a hundred, if not thousands of other of you, how do you differentiate yourself? And it's that, it's that day to day grind. That is yeah. Really- Differentiation is key, man. But you also touched on something else. And another way that I phrase it is, you really have to find, yes, find that mentor, find someone's been there, but find someone that's, that's going to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Because a lot of kids and not just kids, I mean, you, you'd be surprised at the, and, and we talked about this again, but a lot of pros that want to hear what they want to hear. It's like, yeah. well, you know, like we're not, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but you got to have an open mind to hear that. Right. And if you close that mind off to not hearing that, then you might not get better. Right. Um, and so, so for some of the younger crowd that might be listening, that wants to get a Division One scholarship, um, obviously you've had uh, you've had experience at that level, coaching um, from being a, a you know a student manager all the way to a GA all the way to on the coaching staff, you know, when, at, at your time at UConn too. So, what do you what do you what's advice you have for those kids, or what do you look for? Obviously, it, every situation could be different, but if you have to give some general blanket advice to kids that want to play in college and go to school for free. What do you got for them? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that every kid looks at, Hey, these are my stats. This is what I've done. Again, there's 50 States. There's kids all over the place that can do that and produce that. When we go to recruit, it's a feel and it's kind of one of those, like you said, it's a, what fits in your culture? What is the need maybe at that time? Right. Everyone wants bigs. Everyone, if, you, if you're six, seven and up and you got a motor, you got a place to play. Um, that's just a fact. But really, it's the intangibles. It's when you're going to recruit, kids don't realize these things. And it's hard. We didn't see it at 15, 16, 17, 18. But it's, it's what does your social media look like? It's when you get a foul call that doesn't go your way, how's your reaction to the referees? When your coach takes you out or you're having a bad game, like how are you treating them? How are you interact with your teammates? 
how are you warming up for your game? Like it, it's all those things that go into it because kids like they get this pressure, like, Hey, I've got, you know, so-and-so from Quinnipiac on the stance tonight. Like I got to drop 30, like pressure is on. And then they have a bad game and they're just like body language sucks. Like there's adversity. If you're putting out 20 points a game, like, or whatever the case may be, some, a coach shows up because they know you can play, but you got to understand that it's the, it's the intangibles. It's how you treat people. It's, it's your network that's going to help you end up getting there because that's what's really going to stand out. But it's also, like you said, investing in people not to tell you what you want to hear, what you need to hear. So it's finding people who have been around the system, who have maybe coached in college, seeking out your high school coach, whatever the case may be, your parents. Hey, what, what are extra things I can do? And then before you know it, you don't know what that's what connection is going to lead to another. Hey, I may know so-and-so at Quinnipiac College. Let me put a phone call in for you. Now you're light years ahead of the game because someone's picking up and calling that college coach and saying, Hey, I need you to check out, you know, Mike Jones. And that's, and then they're going to like, you're immediately, you're, you're in this pool of everybody. And it's essentially Mike Jones, you just went boom, right up here. You're on the radar. So it's really about, again, I, I believe treating people right and seeking out other people who were willing to help you, but you have to be willing to be a good human being as well as putting in the work to be a good athlete. Obviously. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, a lot of kids don't want to hear this, but you, you putting, putting yourself in a position to get recruited or to have a college scholarship, you better work on those school, you know, your school first and have a 3.5 GPA or above because coaches are going to love that. Yeah. You said it, you said it very well. Coaches show up because they know you can play, yeah. but I think coaches stay and they come back again when they start to analyze the intangibles, the, yeah. the, the school grades, the, how you react when you have a shitty game, because they know you can shoot, even if you go over 10, right. All right. Well, what are you going to do the next game? How are you going to react happens. to that? That happens. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and so we, we were talking a little bit before, I think it's important to always have this mindset of what, what's your purpose or what are your interests or what's your passions off the court? So, you know, for, for, for me and you, you know, we were even talking about the stock market before the call, right? What, what is some advice you have, or, you know, what are some things that, that you guys preach that kids should focus on off the court? Because, Hey, you know, I, I tell my clients all the time, I want you to make millions of dollars playing the game of basketball, but that's not the reality. So right. You know, how do you open your mind to something off the court that you might have a passion for for the future? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question because I think there's so much pressure nowadays for kids to be successful mm -hmm. and everyone's in the spotlight from a young age. And because of social media, you know, every, every people know your name at in sixth grade, seventh grade, if you're playing in a sport. And so my biggest thing, man, I just preach, be a kid, be a freaking kid, man. Like step away from the game. It's basketball. Yeah. It's, you know, like, in, invest in your family time, invest in your friends, like invest in your school. But like, I'm a big proponent of playing other sports. Uh, you only have those opportunities that, and that's going to pay off in your general, like in your primary sport later down the road. When I, when we recruit kids or when I've coached kids, I'm like, okay, I see how this individual moves. They've been playing basketball for 14 years of their life versus like, I can pick up when, Hey, that kid played some soccer or this kid play some football and they're, they move a little bit better. They can pick up on skills differently. But I just think it's, I think it's we as a society put too much pressure on kids to be successful from a young age. Some parents, some coaches do that. Um, some kids are like, hey, I just really want to be great. And it's basketball, basketball, basketball. But then you run the risk of burning out and really just like dying, you're killing your passion early on. So I would say just try and make yourself as well-rounded as possible, because as we know, the chances of making it to be a professional athlete are very, very slim. 
So what can you do that brings to the table in other areas of life? And then, hey, you may end up playing in college, but you're going to be around boosters and all these other people that might line you up for a great career down the road where, hey, I can, I know you're a great guy and I know you're an athlete and you've put in these hours and you have this work ethic. So I'm willing to offer you a six figure job coming out of college. But, or would you rather go make 17 grand a year going to play professional basketball in Mexico? Like that's your decision to make and you and you only, but that's, you're putting yourself in that position by being a well-rounded individual. Mm -hmm. How can you use basketball to open doors for the rest of your life? Needs to be the question you ask yourself every day. Every day. Love it, man. So basketball training, last question that I kind of want to end on here is, you know, the whole skills trainers can become an oversaturated market quickly. And it has been. And I think, I think the cream rises to the top, right? So like, obviously you guys have done a great job of actually building something that people want to come back for. Right. And, and, and not to hate on others out there that are trying to be trainers that aren't doing the right things, but what does the future of basketball training look like? Like, what do you, where do you see in five years? Like, do you see there, do you see it becoming more, um, customized to one-on-one training or do you see more coaches like yourself with the knowledge that you have being picked up by NBA teams or professional teams or college staffs again do do you have a like like what's your what's your view on that I think you know I think each individual I think that's a individualized answer to be honest Um, I truly believe that a lot of people have different intent a lot of you have a lot of good trainers who are like very business savvy and they're willing to grow their social media and there's nothing there's nothing there's no right or wrong answer right a lot of people are like I'm going to build my social media brand. That's going to open doors for me financially. I'm going to be able to like travel around and coach amateurs. That's great. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't care about that and they just want to put in the work and get around players, coaches, high levels. And like, that's, that's another thing. Um, there's a lot of people who are doing it as like a side thing and trying to get back into coaching. And so there's like different avenues to do it. I would just say, you know, one of the biggest piece of, pieces of advice I got early on from Jordan, actually, when we started out back in 2016 was just, you have to find your voice and what works for you because just like anything else in life, if you're not authentic to who you are, and I know it sounds cliche, but cliches are that for, for a reason, because they're mm-hmm. true. If, if you don't, if you're not authentic and you're trying to fake something, eventually it's going to crumble, whether it's two years, five years, 10 years, people are going to eventually sniff that out or you're going to burn yourself out again. So I would just say, Hey, you got to find, there's no right or wrong training style. I, I truly believe that. I believe I, I obviously have my own and what I believe in, I think is the best, the best way uh, or else I wouldn't be doing it, but people have, you know, they can explain their why and their intent and there's different ways to, to go around. There's no, you know, one way to get to an end game and an end result, Mm. but you got to find what works for you. If you think that, Hey, this style of training or this style of training, or like who's to tell you you're right or wrong. If you truly believe it, you better do the research you better understand what you're teaching. You better have some backing and just run with it, man, because people will radiate to, to you because you'll be, you'll be enjoying what you do. You'll be wanting to better yourself at what you do. So there's really no right answer to that question. It's just finding your voice and sticking to what you believe in. And then like we did build something, try and build something. And then again, if you're doing what you love and you're doing it the right way, that's true to you, people are going to pick up on that and you're going to be able to have success. And I think that's why we've had a, a big reason we've had success that we've had. Couldn't agree more, man. I hope people were taking notes for that because that was a gem right there, no doubt. All right, man. Well, before we wrap up here, I, I call this a sports business lightning round. I've got a handful of questions. I'm going to fire at you and you got to hit me it. with the first thing that comes to your mind. I love it. I love it. Here we go. Favorite color? Red. Most points you've ever scored in a game in your life? 28. <laughs> Ooh, pizza or pasta? Oh, 
That's man, come on. What's <laughs> Uh, Got to choose one. Pizza. pizza. All right. Yeah. MJ or LeBron? MJ. Coolest city in the world you've been to? New York City, baby. What's something that you're really bad at? Something I'm really bad at singing, but I do it all the time. Don't care. <laughs> What's one of your biggest strengths? One of my biggest strengths is everyday ability to show up and energy. Mm. Who are three people that have helped you tremendously in your life? Oh yeah. Easy. My dad, number one, big time. Um, and my mom is well, both my parents, but my dad stands out to me for sure. Um, I would say coach Donnie Jones at UCF is just like being under his umbrella for four years. That was tremendous and learning from him. And then I would say Jordan. Yeah. Jordan Lawley. For sure. What was your first ever job? Uh, my dad's a business owner. So I was working with him since I was three Brookfield glass, shower doors, insulation, working with my hands, had my own little toolbox, you know, so learning early. <laughs> nice. I love that. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, I would believe that would be the ability to travel anywhere at the blink of an eye. Mm, that's a good one. If you could trade jobs with anybody in the entire world, in any industry, just for one week, who would it be? That's a great question. I think it would be, I would trade jobs with LeBron James. I'll be, I'll go play mm. for the Lakers. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. That would be, that would be a nice one. And last one I got for you here. If you could turn back time and talk to 18 year old Tony, what would you tell him? I would tell him enjoy every moment and really try and just live in the present. And uh, yeah, that would be that. I love it, man. Great stuff. Well, I appreciate you coming on. You know, I know we can go to, could have gone for hours more, um, but uh, you know, uh, we might have to bring you on for another episode. So where, uh, for, for the listeners, where, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. I'm not that active on social media, but I do, but the platform I do choose is Instagram. My Instagram is just my initials. It's at TV underscore B ball. So if you want to reach out to me, any advice, or you have any further questions, please feel free to reach out to me there. Love it, man. Well, once I dig myself out of this snow, I'm going to take a trip out to the West coast and come hang with you. Come on, bro. We need you. We'll do a live one, maybe on the beach. All right. All right. I love it. All right, man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Kev. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling really crazy, you can even share it on social media. As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.